Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Tuesday, September 27th, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon spoke to the media. Good to see everybody. So, um, good win for us. Um, Thought we played well for four quarters. Did some good things situationally. Uh, obviously, our the the front affected the game, and um, the back end had a had their part in that too. As far as some of the coverage structures that we played, some of the rules that we um, had up for the game uh, executed well. And um, I think a lot of you saw a lot of players win their one on ones. And um, kudos to the offense because we got up in that game. And when you're playing with a lead like that, you can do some different things that makes it hard for an offense. So I uh, thought the coaches and players did a good job executing and uh, on to Jacksonville. Fletcher has admitted that last year wasn't his best season. How did you and the coaching staff know that he was going to be able to bounce back and have the type of impact he's having? I mean, because he cares. I mean, he's, he's another guy like, you know, what I talk about Slay, Fletcher's the same way, and that's why he wears a C on his chest. He ultimately wants to do everything that he can do to help our team win. And he knows he's an impact player for us, and he wants to be put in positions that he can impact the game. And uh, I think what you see from Fletch right now is he's playing at a really high level in the run and pass game. And uh, he understands the value of how we align him and deploy him uh, to train wreck the game, which is what he did. What have you thought about the last three weeks of, of the way that Vonta Maddox has played within the slot and, and how has he basically impacted this defense? Excellent. I mean, you know, it's you guys heard me talk about that um, I don't know when, but if, if you have to protect the nickel uh, that spot uh, a lot, it's, it's hard, you know, and, and we don't have to protect Avante. He can play all the coverages that we ask him to play. Uh, we put him in a lot of tough down situations with not a lot of help, and he can win one-on-one. And then what he does, you know, as far as with communication, with the back end, the coverage adjustments, being in the run game, so, you know, blitzing, um, playing zone, playing man, it's a, it's a luxury to have. And you need that spot in this defense to play at a high level, and he's playing at a high level. What do you see from, from uh, Kaiser and TJ, um, not just their playmaking, but the, the way they're, I mean, they haven't played together before, but just the way they communicate, the way they complement each other and, and what, they're, what they're doing. Yeah, I think Nick's done a good job with those guys. You know, that's part of the reason we cross-train all those guys to play different spots with different people. Um, I think what you're seeing right now is they fully understand where they need to be, why calls are called, what's... Uh, those calls, where they fit into those calls, what plays they can, you know, certain certain routes or certain runs they can be, you know, very aggressive. Certain times they can't. Um, and then what I'm really pleased about those guys is is they're tackling at a high level right now. Uh, they're taking good angles. They're tackling. They're physical. Uh, when we need them to get downhill, they're downhill. When they can't be downhill, they're not. So, um, you know, I, I look forward to them. They got a lot to work on, just like everybody and um, look forward to their progression as we keep going. Right. Jim Murray and, um, and uh, Epps and CJ have played 100% of the snaps the last two weeks. What goes into determining how many snaps they play? Is that kind of preordained 
going into a game or is that just how the game evolves? A little bit of both. Good question. You know, that's like all our guys when we set it up, you know, hey, who's who's playing in these packages, who's, you know, coming out in certain certain calls. But um, you know, I think those two are doing an excellent job. Uh, you saw Kayvon, he comes in a little bit in certain packages and he's doing a good job. And uh, they know their role, you know, and I know that they want to keep improving, both of those guys. But those are those are two huge pieces to have with their, um, you know, their skill set, both of those guys, what it allows you to do with some of the coverage structures. So I'm um, happy where they're at, and I think they're gonna, you're going to continue to see those guys ascend. As a follow-up to Ruth's question, and to an extent Ed's question, you spent this time last year rotating linebackers, presumably finding, I'm sorry, trying to find two that would stay on the field. What made you settle or, I guess, decide that you had two this year that would stay on the field? Yeah, I think it's, it's um, a couple reasons for it. You know, TJ, when he came in and was, you know, he took over the green dot and ended up starting, you know, whenever he did middle of last year you know, production goes into that, you know, he makes a lot of plays and he's playing good football for us. And, you know, the same thing with Kazir when he came here, you know, he's played different spots before, but just the fit of those two playing where they're at right now, I think they complement each other. Um, they're in their, I think they're, they're prime time spots for what we ask those guys to do. And hopefully it accentuates their skill set a little bit. Um, because those two positions are similar, but they are different with some of the things that we do. So I'm um, happy where they're at. I'm happy where the other guys behind them are at because we're going to need those guys at some point. And um, they're ready to step in and play. But um, I, I like where TJ and Kazir are at. I thought he played well. I thought he played well. I, um, You know, he's, he's, imp- he's man, like – I don't think a lot of people see it, but there's a weekly improvement from him. And what Tracy is asking him to do and improve, he's improving, and we see that. And uh, he's going to continue to maximize his opportunities, and that's a that's a good room. I mean, we got five guys up on game day, and they all play. You guys see that. And when you can do that, it keeps guys fresh, puts guys in their, their ideal spots where they're most comfortable, and um, you see some production from that. It's funny uh, – you know, I, we come off and we're talking about the next series. Here's what we're going to do or whatever. And uh, I got one guy tell me, hey, JG, get to this. And then I got another guy tell me, hey, JG, get to this. Because they see how they fit into the scheme and how they can really affect the game. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it's a little bit different. You can't make everybody happy. But um, that whole room, they they know their role. Um and that's what we talk about with those guys. Be a star within your role. And when you get other opportunities, that's not your baby, to maximize those opportunities as well. And that's what they're doing. Aside to the linebackers, um, obviously, N'Kobe hasn't played the last two games and everything, and, you know, for obvious reasons. But how much is watching, you know, Kaiser and TJ, how much is that helping them? I mean, you know, do you kind of get a sense of it? Yeah, the guy's a sponge. You should go into their meeting room. I mean, I think N'Kobe talks more than, the, than Nick. Um, you know, just soaking up things like he, he asked. <laughs> it was funny. You, he asked uh, Kazir a question the other day. I happened to be in there. He says, uh, Kazir, that was your gap, but how did you know that go to that gap? And Kazir says, well, I just, I just feel it. 
And Nakobe was like, wow, you know, that's pretty cool, you know. So I think that he's learning from those two guys. You know, Kazir is a vet, and TJ's played a lot of ball for us. Kazir's played a lot of ball. And, and Nakobe, we see every, every week he continues to get better as well, you know, with the, with the pract- on a practice field. And he's going to get his chance, and he'll be ready to go. John, what is it about um, this Jacksonville offense that looks improved since Doug Peterson has become head coach? Yeah, this is a good offense. I mean, he, you know, <laughs> I got a very high opinion of Doug. He's a very good play caller. Um, you, he doesn't have a lot of tendencies. You can't bank on certain things coming. And, you know, he's doing a good job, I think, with the quarterbacks playing extremely fast. He has weapons. They protect them. Um, you have to be aware of their skill guys because they, their skill guys have very significant uh, skill sets and we have to it's just like everybody like you got to know your opponent because they do some things with those guys that he allows those guys to play free and they he puts them in good spots and they make a lot of plays so we got a big big time test ahead of us you mentioned winning a lot of one-on-ones up front JG I, I'm curious does that change things for you when you see that happening uh, when you see your guys are winning up front. Yeah, that- it does. Yeah, it, it kind of goes to your question, John. Last week, you know, there's there's some things that we had up that we didn't need. And, um, and I'm not talking about just pressures or coverages. You know, when the game's going how it's going, you kind of, that's the be, our, that's, again, we have really smart players and they can adapt as the game goes. And we had a couple things up that the players were like we don't we don't need that right now or let's keep rolling with this because it's we're doing a good job with it and perfect you know I'm not out there playing they are so um, I thought you know that you can when the D lines affecting the game the way they were you can devote more into coverage and it it makes it hard for the quarterback so. You know, again, the players and coaches did a good job executing and winning at a high level. And, and again, you guys saw the production stand out, and I know everyone sees that stand out from the box score. But that's why, you know, wasn't really sweating the production in the first couple games because I knew that at, at some point if they keep winning at a high level and doing what they're coached to do, that will come. And um, that's, that's honestly, I, that didn't surprise me how that game played out. That Doug doesn't really have tendencies. When you're trying to game plan for someone like Doug, who doesn't show his tendencies, can be very aggressive, and you'd imagine is extra motivated for this game. What's the hardest part about trying to scheme to defend against that? Yeah, we play what we play. I mean, it's just you, you got to be in the right spot and play with good technique and have your eyes disciplined versus this team. And, you know, it always comes down to out executing your opponent and playing the way we want to play. And, you know, I always say, you know, to our defense, you know, don't get it twisted. The game's about hitting on defense. So I've thought we've, we've been a pretty good physical unit. We want to still keep working at that. But you don't want leaky yardage. You want to affect the quarterback. You want to hit people when you can hit them legally and um, have a lot of people at the ball. So that's what we'll preach to our guys. Good Scott, question. What you, what you said before you were in the linebacker room when Nicole said that thing. How do you decide which rooms to pop into? Is there like a schedule or is it you just sort of feel it out? Uh, I feel it out a little bit, but I know where the hot spots for certain days are, and that's kind of where I bounce around. But uh, that's the one thing you miss being a coordinator is the connection with your room of a, of a position group, you know, developing your guys. And those guys, you know, we got great coaches that have, 
you know, we talk about player football character, but I talk about coach football character too. Like their number one job is serve the players, and those guys have a very good um, rapport with their players because, one, the players know that they care about them, and, two, they know that they can improve them. So anything that comes out of those coaches' mouths, those guys are listening to that, and they, they, they take it to heart because they know that it comes from a good place, and we're just trying to improve our players. So um, I like to bounce around different rooms to – to hear certain things going on and make sure things are are clean. But, you know, I fully trust the coaches, and it's more for me just to touch base with every room. What's standing out about uh, Trevor Lawrence? What kind of maturation are you seeing on tape? He's playing fast. You know, we we looked at some some games last year, and he might not have played as fast, you know, for, I you know, I don't really know why. But um, I think that he's processing at a high level. He's very accurate. He's got a big arm. He's athletic. Uh, he's tall. He can see, and um, you know he, he. That's why I always see like when you watch the tape of um, certain quarterbacks play real fast. He's one of those guys, and um, so like I said, we got to be on it. You said that you want to see the team take the ball away more this year and affect the quarterback more this year. Is what you've seen the past two weeks what you had in mind when you envisioned this? Yeah, and I mean, any good defense does those two things, you know. So you you want to be able to do that, and you want to be able to do that different ways, you know, depending on who you're playing. And um, you know, I think the players know that we put up, you know, we don't put up a lot of stats, you know, that they were through and through what the head coach preaches, because because we know those are winning stats, and how the defense fits into those things, we talk about ad nauseum. So. Um, I think that they understand that, and they they go out, and that's on their mind, and they know that they have to get that done for us to have a chance to win each game. So uh, happy where that's at, but know that we that's not a you know that's a week to week thing, and we have to continually improve on those things. Stats are turnovers and Correct. Correct. Yep. That's the double positive the head coach talks about. So you're talking about taking the ball away and limiting explosives. And that there's a whole formula that's over my head, but I know those are two winning stats. So for more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.